0: You've tuned into the Visionary Fundraising Podcast. Hi, it's David Oaks. Glad you tuned in today. We're talking about death is cheap. Well, I'll always be glad my organization needs money. Glad you're here. Fundraisers struggle to find the strategies and the confidence they need to see their mission fully funded. I help fundraisers lean into their visionary capacity, say thank you, tell stories, and get happy all the way to the bank. Stay tuned for today's show Today's show is brought to you by the book Visionary Fundraising The Minor Touches Major Impact Fundraising Method. Stop chasing and start attracting the money you need. You can get my brand new book at Amazon.com. You can get the paperback, the digital, and the audio versions for $19.99 or for you digital readers. You can click the link in the show notes and you can get it from me for $4.99. And that includes the audio version and some other bonuses. Get your book, Visionary Fundraising, today and leave the anxiety, frustration, and fear about fundraising behind you. When visionaries don't understand their role in bringing hope to the world, they hate fundraising. I have heard visionaries lament the need for fundraising. I have heard board members say, I wish we didn't talk about money so much. I've heard pastors say, I hate talking about money. I think The sentiment is misguided. It is healthy when visionaries need money. When forward-thinking organizations need money, it is a good thing. When you need money, it means you have a vision for a better world. When you need money, it means you have a living as opposed to a dead dream. When you ask for money to accomplish your vision, donors are filled with hope and expectation. Years ago, I heard a prominent pastor tell a story from his friend, Don Linscott, and he told why he was glad his church needed money. I am going to tell Don's story today. Here it is. On July twenty third, 1970, my wife Connie gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. For three years, we had tried unsuccessfully to start a family, so our joy was great with the arrival of what was to be our only biological child. We later adopted a daughter, but Lance, the biological son, was born before it became acceptable for the father to be present in the delivery room, a fact for which I have been forever grateful. I waited in the hallway just outside the delivery room, and at precisely 4.13, I heard a sound I will never forget, Lance's first cry. The nurse emerged with a smile to say, You have a baby, boy. I responded, Yes, I know. I never doubted that I would have a son. I could hardly wait to get Connie and Lance out of the hospital and back home, so I could get my hands on him. The wonderful glow of fatherhood was soon dimmed, however, when I was asked to visit the business office of the hospital. They wanted me to pay for Lance. In fact, it seemed to me that my wife and child might be held hostage till the hospital bill was settled. I wrote the check, paying all the expenses in full, freed my family, and we made our escape. That check turned out to be only one of the first of hundreds, maybe thousands, I would write on Lance's behalf. Children are expensive. There was formula to buy, food to buy, doctors' visits, vaccinations, assaulted my bank account, diapers and toys, took their toll, and clothes were a constant drain. Just about the time we built a great wardrobe for the kid, he would grow, forcing us to start all over again. As his age and size increased, so did the expense. As soon it was baseball gloves, Nike shoes, and uniforms. There were glasses for his eyes and braces for his teeth, and then disaster struck Lance became a teenager. Now it was cars and dates and name brand clothes. Then came college. Lance had always and only wanted to be an architect. It seemed he would be in school until he was 40 years old. Expenses soared, tuition, books, drawing tools. But of course, just like parents everywhere, we were happy to help him and we did all we could to support his growth and his dream. And then, one day, Lance died. On Halloween Day 1991, we buried 21-year-old Lance in our church's country cemetery. That afternoon, we walked away from Lance's grave, and since that day, we have never spent another nickel on Lance. That's how I learned that death is cheap. Death can be sustained without expense. It is living that is costly. It is growth that is expensive. Our dreams, visions, and hopes require sacrifice. And then Don finishes his story with one last sentence, Two. That's why I will always belong to a church. That needs money. A living, growing, thriving church will always require the continual, consistent, and consensuous financial support of its members. Wow. Thank you for your story, Don. The point of my show today is really short. Healthy visionaries need money. If you are a visionary and you have a healthy vision, you will always need money. Growing organizations, growing healthy organizations need money and they always need more money. The more alive your vision is, the more you will need money. When you don't realize your role in bringing hope to the world, you'll be timid in your fundraising and donors will not be attracted to you. When you are passionate about your vision and you ask donors to help you make it happen, it inspires donors and when they give, they are filled with hope. And I'm encouraging you. I'm pushing you forward today. If you're a visionary, then you need money. And the more vision and hope you bring to the world, the more money you're going to need. I'm encouraging you to be who you are. Be a visionary and don't shy away from asking folks to help you make that vision come to pass. It. Fills your donors with hope. Glad you tuned in today. Don't ever forget who you are. You are a visionary bringing hope to the world. The world you see, you cannot imagine leaving it unchanged. That's why you are spreading your vision and you're inviting folks to partner with Providence to see the world changed. Until next time this is David Oak saying, God bless you.